What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. And that's it. That's the whole show. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> we're in, we're out. Easy peasy. No, uh, in, in for real news, guys, uh, we have uh, a, an interesting episode for you uh, coming up today because um, we are on our short week before the Thanksgiving holiday. We're yes. here at SCB. We're only in office Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and unfortunately coming out of the weekend, I Ben, um, came down with a little bit of an illness, which I, I, I can hear it in my voice right now. I don't know if you can hear it in my I voice right now. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Okay. Um, and so as a result, I was out of office on one of our precious three that we had available. Yeah, I know. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, Jay had some, some illness in his family as well. So we were unable to mm-hmm. record our standard full episode of the pop, but what we have for you instead is three episodes. Episodes three, three that we handpicked that we thought were going to be a hooting and hollering good time. Episodes of after the final pop uh, that we're now going to play for you, so you can get kind of a, a feel for what those shows are sort of like. Yeah. So typically, uh, you only get access to after the final pop if you are a patron. We record one of these uh, every single week after we record the main episode. It's just a little extra, you know, ten to twenty uh, extra minutes of popcorn culture for you if you're uh, if you're in on the Patreon. So yeah, we went through we picked some of our our favorite little extra conversations we lined them up here for you uh if you want to listen to the entire back catalog of which there are like so many yeah yeah i mean it goes back like for a quite a while and even with a single month subscription you get access to the whole back back catalog for the month it's not like you'll only get access to the new ones going forward if you sign up you get access to every single thing going backwards so um hopefully uh, you enjoy these three little after the final pops hope you had an amazing thanksgiving and god i hope my my my, my boys feel better. They, they both came down with our uh, Nick and Nate, at least both came down with a COVID, which was just a great Monday morning surprise. Oh, not what you want to see at all. No, not what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Highly disfortunate as, as Bast would probably mm-hmm. say. Um, yeah, no. So that's, that's, that's just too bad. But if it makes you feel any better, I feel like I recovered from yesterday where I felt, uh, like glued to the couch yeah. do a lot better today. So that's good. Hopefully, hopefully fast recoveries are just, just ripe in the air. But I sure hope so. Anyway, guys, uh, Without any further ado, enjoy After the Final Pop. Hello and welcome everybody to After the Final Pop, where as always, we have to thank you so much for your support over here on Patreon. Thank you so much for your continued support here on the Patreon. Maybe you're new, maybe you've just joined After the Final Pop. In which Continue. case, welcome. We've got like 150 more episodes you can listen to. <laughs> there's, there's plenty to go around. Plenty. Enjoy. Oh, goodness gracious. So uh, last night I told Alice, I was like, I need something to talk about on the on the pop this week. And oh. she was like, can I pick a topic? And I was like, absolutely. Whatever you want me Do to it. talk about, I will I will talk about on the pop or the after show. Or the after show, depending <laughs> on the quality of your suggestion. <laughs> and she said, bubble gum. Bubblegum. And I was okay. like, I was like, wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. So mm. bubblegum, I think is kind of interesting because it feels distinctly different from chewing gum. There does seem like I, there must be something a little bit different about it. You'd think you'd want bubblegum to have a little bit more like, um, stretchability and like staying power for the sake of blowing bubbles. And typically I think bubblegum comes like you, there's a larger amount of gum, you know, it's bigger than like a stick of gum. Yeah, it's like a because it's like you, a, you need you need the uh, the surface area to create the bubbles. It's like a blob, <coughs> a blob yeah. of gum. Yeah, but gum is weird um, in general because I feel like I've gone through stages where at all points in time I would have gum on my person. Yeah, like always, always because and you were chewing it so much. 
Yeah, because I mean, like, just at any point in time, I would just like you know, I would I would probably go through you know three four slices of like Orbit gum per day. Sure. Usually, my my preferred gum style is like the soft gum, like not crunchy shell gum. Not like yeah, that comes in like a big plastic cup that you put in your cup holder. Oh, the plastic cup and the cup holder. Yeah. It seems like it seems like. The plastic cup and the cup holder style of gum coincides very aggressively with the little clip-on air fresheners that go on like your air vents okay. as well. Okay. You know? Yeah. And also a generally tidy car. Oh, you think so? I tend to think so. Okay. Te- yeah. Yeah. The cup holder gum is like almost like a staple that's like always full, always has gum. Uh, yeah. That's because it's a whole giant cup full of gum. It's a cup full of gum. It's a cup full of gum. But Look, when a- you got the cup holder size gum, you need to just admit to yourself, like, you've got a problem. You've okay? got a gum problem. You're chewing too much gum. <laughs> it's too much. It's too, I know. <clears throat> but so anyway, I was also thinking about like all of the various gums from childhood. And I was like, I think I literally searched that exact thing. I was like, gums. Like bubble yum or double bubble. Yeah, gum from zebra strap. The nineties. Oh my gosh, there were so many. So bubble tape. Immediately, the <laughs> difference between double bubble and bubble yum. Yeah. was something I needed to like discern okay. between because yeah. bubble yum is the one that comes in like the long rectangular package. Yeah, kind of beautiful packaging. Really good. It's like a nice square. It kind of looked like. Um, it had like a fun innard to it. An innard. You know, it, yeah. hey, I, in my. Um, recollection, bubble yum was way better than double bubble. Ooh, shots fired. Uh Uh-oh. Which one had (laughs) cotton candy flavor? Because that was my favorite. I'm pretty sure double bubble came in one flavor and it was pink. (laughs) As far as I recall. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the ones that came in like the little yellow package with the red stamp and the blue... Yes. Ends. Okay. So yeah. double bubble, absolute garbage. <laughs> Total like, garbage. Double I mean, bubbles, like what's it's like last place trading candy for Halloween. Double bubble, I believe. This is my genuine tinfoil hat theory. Is that there was somebody accidentally uh, sent in an order request to the gum factory in the year 1974. Yeah. Where uh, it was supposed to be 600 units, and it was accidentally produced in the volume of 600 million. <laughs> and ever. <laughs> since then we've been trying to disperse them to the human population with minimal success because whenever they are thrown away they're actually um like magically gravitated back to the original factory Mm. and they just keep being redistributed again i just don't think anyone's ever had a fresh piece of double bubble you know all double bubble is like three months stale it was stale to begin with it was stale to begin with and that's remarkable for an object whose whole appeal is its staying power. Yes. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> like, it's just like it like breaks your teeth <clears throat> a little bit. And then I also, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's not, it doesn't even have like the good gummy texture. It's almost mm-hmm. more like glue. Yeah. Anyway. You don't have so, to tell me how bad double bubble is. Anyway, tell me more about bubble yum. Oh, I see. I see the distinction. I was getting confused because there is bubble yum and hubba bubba. Oh, hubba bubba. Do you remember hubba bubba? I re- I mean, I'm familiar with the phrase. I would have thought, I mean, this could be totally wrong too, but I think childhood me gravitated towards the bubble yum. Okay, I would let agree. Me see, let me see a packaging of some hubba bubba. Okay, hang on one second. I'm going to hand this over to you. So the hubba bubba next to a bubble yum there. The bubble yum did come in cotton candy, which was always one of my childhood okay, favorites. Okay, bubble yum, hubba bubba. But like, I think... I see, right, right, right. To, to me... This the, the, I don't know what comes to mind when I hear hubba bubba is that it sounds and this is going to sound so stupid like 
uh, like a racier title for a gum than our mom would have been comfortable with. <laughs> I feel like, like, the uh, f- it sounds like you're like cat calling someone like hubba bubba. Oh, <laughs> uncomfortable. Know I mean? Exactly. I dislike it entirely. <laughs> exactly, Ben. Uh, not a fan. Not, not a fan. I, I so it has that against it. It does have that against <laughs> it. I think it has a, a, a flavored innard though. So there's always that. Um, <laughs> That's the worst way to describe. <laughs> Hubba Bubba also had a separate claim to fame, which is, of course, <laughs> Bubble Tape. Oh, was was Hubba Bubba behind Bubble Tape? They were. You they know were why indeed. it was better? Because it wasn't called Hubba Bubba. It yeah. was just called Bubble Tape. And Bubble it came, tape. And that, no, no, I, okay. As much as I don't like the name Hubba Bubba, Bubble Tape was awesome because it, it just went on forever. It did go on forever. My only thing about it was that I liked the experience. It's almost like the thing with like a Pez dispenser. It's like, it's like this is so clever. I want to take one just so I can do it again. Yes. And it's like, it's. I mean, Pez, uh, for what it's worth, I also think Pez tastes amazing. They do. Like, it's like a really great candy. Mm. Um but the thing with bubble tape, I always remember as a kid, it was like you would go to the checkout counter and I specifically remember that there was a, like a period of time right around like my formative years where mom would have used this as like the um, the reward for being good at the grocery store was you got to pick a piece of candy at the checkout, yeah. but it had to be 44 cents candy. So yeah. like a Kit Kat, uh, like a York peppermint patty, uh, like the double Reese cups, like yeah. nothing king size. Nothing king size. Just... Just the regular was 44 cents at checkout at the checkout counter. So that was always like the rule. You could get something 44 cents or less. Um, and typically specialty gums such as bubble tape were like a dollar twenty nine. And so that was like that blew oh, the budget wow. entirely. Unbelievable. It was like you Do you remember the buy one, get one uh like bags of candy at the shell station? I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like peach those rings. Those were the best. Those were the best. I Boston would get the gummy worms beans. every you would always get the Boston baked beans. Yeah. And I would always get the the gummy the sour gummy worms. Sour gummy worms. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Bubble bubble tape. Oh, so the thing about bubble tape, yeah, was that <coughs> like I would get it and then I would really just want the interaction with doing it. So right. like throughout the course of my Sunday where I had my my sacred bubble tape, I'd probably end up chewing the whole wheel. All six feet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> six feet. I think it was six feet. Oh my um, gosh. I, if I recall bubble tape, it had like a nice, it was, it was like a, a big soft strip of gum. It was like almost velvety. It had like a really good chewable texture to pow- it. Powder coating. It did have the powder coating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Delicious. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. So there was that. There was that. Then, of course, you've also got like the Wrigley's lineup. Wrigley's line. Look. Can look. you name them? Can you name all? Oh, Juicy Fruit, Double Mint, Spearmint, um, Big Red. Okay. There's a fifth one, Winter Fresh. Yes! Got it. I thought for sure you'd miss Winter Fresh. No, I got Winter Fresh, dude. Nice. Nice. Very well done. Um, I remember going through like stages. This almost felt like a a process of like growing up in the household. It was like you started with Juicy Fruit because it's like, you know, who doesn't like Juicy Fruit? You know, it's Juicy Fruit. You know, I remember the Juicy Fruit commercials involved people doing tricks on mountain bikes. How about that? Yeah. It was like, oh, whoa. yeah. And it's like, Papa Juicy Fruit. Yeah. That's probably not what the phrase was, but <laughs> Papa Juicy Fruit. <laughs> um, but I remember I eventually like, like, went through a double mint phase and mm-hmm. then finally got to Big Red. No, yeah. Big Red's another novelty one. It's like, this is spicy. This is like wild. This yeah. Is, I am it's, like, it's got like some heat to it. Yeah. There's also the wrappers themselves. Uh, at some point in time, you may or may not have learned that you could peel the foil off. Yeah. And then the foil becomes like a sticker. And I think I had a uh, a calculator in middle school 
that I completely covered in... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. The foil. Yeah. yeah. Wrigley, Wrigley's is definitely not about the bubble, though. It's definitely just like, we are we are here to be chewing gum. Chewing gum for 25 cents. Gum. 25 cents, you have five sticks of gum. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I remember... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was trying mm. to decide if I felt like that was a good deal or not a good deal. Look, when I... I mean, it's a nickel for a stick of gum. That's pretty solid. Um... Mm. But like you know you get like an orbit pack and like you know like 25 cents feels like such a steal but then you buy like a pack of orbit for like a dollar 50 or something i could be completely wrong but it seems like it had like 16 sticks and it's like not sticks ben like weird medicine pack blister capsules oh wait no am i thinking of the wrong thing what did i say what brand did i just say orbit uh, orbit maybe. i think orbit was like like little paper covered chewables i think you're thinking oh. clips what eclipse i think i'm thinking of eclipse i bet they both make them i bet they both make them i remember though speaking of wrigley's when i was a kid yeah one one of the for a while i was like really into the spearmint gum yeah as as like it was like one of these things it's like you get into your mind like this would be like a like a thing people know about me like (laughs) i really like like spearmint gum it's a character it's like a character exactly (laughs) you know this is the kind of (laughs) dumb uh distinction i was looking for between my peers as a seven-year-old yes yes (laughs) um but i remember like like working it out and just figuring like like that uh, I, w- I didn't actually chew it that much, but it, it appealed to me that like it was only 25 cents. So like there was no you could always, always get mom or dad to get you a pack of gum because it's 25 sure. cents. Like they're never going to say no. no. So what I really wanted was just like a hoard of the gum. I okay. wanted lots of it. So every time like anytime I was like, okay, I get a pack of gum and like they would always say yes. And, you know, eventually I had like this nice like big collection of just Wrigley spearmint gum. I think I remember yeah. this. Yeah. You so had like a drawer is- of like oddities yeah. in your room, it seemed like. And then, oh, no, grandma eventually gave you a box. <coughs> oh, like yeah, a, yeah. Like yeah. a metal. Just a metal box. A metal Everyone box. Ki- every kid needs a good metal box. A curiosity cabinet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Lots, of, lots of real. You can keep your gum in it. In fact, uh, said metal box, she gave me a metal box and then she also gave me a bunch of stickers, which I proceeded to put all over the metal box i mean how could you not how could you not this is basically what they're for and then um i left the box outside one day and it was the same day that dad was getting more sand delivered to the sandbox oh dear and the dump truck ran over my box (laughs) your metal box my metal box and like i remember i I remember being like this is an absolute bummer and like i think i think you know dad was like oh my you know like i guess from our parents perspective like yeah he does use that box a lot (laughs) (laughs) somewhere. <laughs> it, it does seem strange <laughs> now looking back on it like <laughs> i feel like i would be so quickly dismissive and i'm gonna have to remember not to be with Addison. Oh, yeah. like like it's just a box it doesn't matter you'll forget about it yeah yeah there are definitely those things but but then the next time we were at grandma's house she had somehow found yet another black metal box and completely replaced it completely replaced completely it. replaced it and gave me more stickers so it's like magic <laughs> Like magic, <laughs> like magic. Uh, so yeah, I had a second black metal box. I guess maybe, it, but you remember me keeping the gum in there. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was like, I, I can always get more gum. It's so easy to get mom and dad to buy this because it's so cheap. And this was like my like big like this is like my big con as a child. Like I'm so I'm like so working the system, you know. <laughs> like like as some, if someday I, I'll have unlimited. I know. Like like it wasn't okay to like ask for like a candy bar because like that's like clearly a little more indulgent. That's like you know another twenty four cents. <laughs> it's never they're not gonna go for it. But gum, you don't even swallow it. It's a quarter. I can afford gum. <laughs> I, got, I got plenty, and I have so much of it. <laughs> And that was what was really, I think I like really enjoyed having the gum. 
so. like that that is the like you didn't want to chew it you just like that I mean I did chew it as well okay, you, yeah okay, but you're okay. not you know uh, certainly not at a rate in which my overall gum numbers were going down. <laughs> Let's talk about other gum that you could own for all <laughs> ulterior motives. <laughs> There's always the fruit strike. Oh, I have a great one on this, but keep going. I have a great story about <laughs> ulterior motive gum bed. No, I, yeah, so Fruit Stripe, I think, had tattoos. Oh, uh, the rappers themselves. Man, fruit Stripe is the biggest con in the history of gum. Is it? Uh, everyone knows it. Everyone does know everyone it. Everyone knows it. I thought I remembered it being quite delightful, but maybe I'm wrong. Is there a type of gum where you could eat the wrapper. Oh my god! Or was that like a like a like not even like an old wives' tale, but like a like a <sighs> lie someone in class told you that permeated everywhere? This is like someone. This yeah. This is like I do. I think it uh, was Fruit Stripe. Fr- yeah, Fruit Stripe had the appeal of coming in a fifteen pack, I believe. It was like a wombo. It was like a five. Seven, a 17 pack. It, that was pretty good. No, it it, pretty so good. it looked bigger. It had the bright colors on it. It had the zebra. And then the gum itself had like the, the wavy color lines on it. Yes. And they dictated the flavor, which was indeed good for like 10 seconds. Yeah. It was, I mean, is, yeah. It, it's like what, what almost everybody in the world truly and honestly wanted was fruit stripe gum that never ended. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that's the real thing. And the fact is, uh, it was terrible. Okay. Uh, because it, I mean, it it tasted good for the time period, but I think you ask anyone who remembers fruit strike gum, and they will all tell you the same thing that the flavor lasted like not that flavor lasts especially long and like any gum ever, but particularly fruit oh, stripe. Okay, let's pause there then because this is a great question. What do you think is the intended length of time to chew a single piece of gum? Because uh, like I think that for like in my high school days, I would put like a piece of gum in and probably I would have it in for at least a period of of class, which was 47 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually by the end of that 47 minutes, the only reason I still had it in my mouth is because I wasn't allowed to get up and go to the trash can right. to spit it out. Mm. And I don't I don't know. <clears throat> like, I mean, like this does, does an hour seem like too long? Like, because it seems like in some cases the gum has absolutely lost its flavor in like 12 minutes. Man, this is a great question, and it's coming at a person who I can't remember the last time he chewed a piece of gum. So, I like the fact that you chewed gum in class is, you know, wild to me. What a rule breaker. I, know, I don't think, know. let me tell you something. I didn't chew gum in class because it wasn't allowed. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like I would have been like, gum, gum lasts you all day. You know, it's like, just keep going. Like a piece of gum. Like the one point, gum. The, the flavor to me at some point, I'm sure I, I think I high minded like the flavor is hardly the point of gum. The point of gum is to be chewed at nauseam <laughs> at length <laughs> to like that's the highest it's so the high score you know? <laughs> how long can i make look i got this stick of gum for a nickel right some people are spitting it after 10 minutes what not are me. they thinking not me not getting maximum value out of that gum okay. I, go, I go all day i go all day on a stick of gum you got that cup in there how long how often you refill that cup of gum in your cup holder like what once a month Psh, not me it should be once one how many pe- 365 pieces once a year once a year once on a that gum year. i think it's i think it's like take a piece of gum out i start chewing it again the next day man <laughs> that That'd was in the, a tv show wasn't i think it, it was it's something like yeah you know, someone chewing the same piece of gum for like months or something yes yeah so i don't know i think i would have fallen on the side of longer although gosh i just don't chew gum very much at all these days maybe i should maybe i should get into it 
you know? I, I know. I feel like I feel like this was like one of these like other like high schoolisms that was like I felt like I needed like like minty fresh breath at all times. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember breath spray? Oh like, oh yes. Yeah. It had a it had a, a few years of glory back <laughs> in like the year two thousand. I feel like it was expertly placed in like a handful of movies where it was like yeah you know like and it was just like oh <coughs> yes i should have Rough some of spray. that mm-hmm. but like i think it's like a middle school to high school age shooting it was just like at any point in time i might be kissing somebody apparently which was not that often at all however it was like i felt like that was like why like you had to be ready yeah you know just in case yeah i think breast spray felt like such a novelty to me as a kid it was like it was so fun to spray a breath spray in it, your mouth it was you know what i mean it was really it was cool like, i remember like anytime i managed to be in possession of some same thing as the gum i would be like this is the best the act of spraying into your mouth is so fun like i gotta make sure i get like like one spray in a day because like because <laughs> like there's like i love it so much but if i do like three sprays a day like that's gonna like i'm gonna be done with this and i won't be able to have fun with this anymore right you know i, I keep it with me at all times exactly. it's on my person it's, i have it <laughs> yeah in case i need it uh but that's one of those things that like i think i think in my mind it was like it was really hard to get or something that was in my perception and like there's no like like my parents don't think that me a seven-year-old has the needs for, <laughs> for, for fresh ongoing breath, breath spray for ongoing breath spray <laughs> So, like, yeah, having it usually meant that, like, I had come into possession of it through some sort of alternate means. Right. Like, like you went on a field trip. Yes. There was a candy store. Yes. Mom gave you $10. Yeah, right. Like, booyah. But I remember going to one of my friend's house once, and their parents clearly had a different take on the matter. Because, like, here I was, like, hoarding onto my lonely can of my lonely you know cylinder of breath spray for months at a time maybe naturally i still have it and i remember my friend he like i he like up above his bed he had these little, little row of shelves and in one shelf was like <clears throat> the you know how like you might buy like if you, you're sitting at the checkout counter there's like you know a box of the kit kats or something yeah right so the breath spray came and there was like a styrofoam bedding in the box and had like a bunch of tiny holes and you'd like set them all up right he had the whole box ben he's like oh like i was like this is unbelievable that is infinite i was like this is infinite infinite and it was like you know and he used it like like he had an infinite supply because he did and uh, i was just like i know i was like it was to like to yeah to like sixth grade me i was like this is Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> truly, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Something you got truly, going on. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I remember breath spray. Okay. I remember the candy breath spray too. It's yep. just like regular breath spray, only way better because it was candy. <laughs> yeah, it was ca- delicious. Delicious, yeah. Uh the, there was the the uh I think these maybe they're still around, but they were like Listerine, like tongue. Oh, the like strips. Dissolvable, the dissolvable strips. strips. Yeah, so you yep. would have like a little yep. I really loved the <clears throat> packaging for these two because they were like a little tiny like fidget toy plastic yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe I worked that hinge to death. Um, my goodness gracious I absolutely loved those I thought they were my favorite part about them was it was almost like introducing people like we were talking about like going to like a horror movie and stuff like that in today's episode that like having one of these Listerine things was like sort of like very like intense mouth it was experience yeah. and so like people were like oh i've never tried one before it's like oh you should <laughs> <Yeah>. get ready <laughs> hang on click 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 yeah. click click <clears throat> boom 
enjoy. That, and that was it too. Yeah, because because Listerine was like the 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 brand. I still remember like the little green, yeah, translucent containers and the yeah. little clicky things. But eventually, like Wrigley's caught on and was like, we can just turn all of our gum flavors into this. Guess yeah, what? It's true. Um, so I remember, I remember that again. It was I don't know what it, what it, what is it about breath improving things that are so novel. Like I don't know. I don't know either, but I remember, yeah, like this would be like big, I, big money apparently. The problem with this was like unlike the gum or the breath spray, this would not be something I was capable of hoarding. Like if I had it, it'd be like it was so fun to have one. I'll just have another one. I'm, it's like having food. <laughs> I'm doing it again. It's too. like eating with not but not eating. It's like, yeah, you're right, because it was such an experience to put it on your tongue. I'm like, ooh, like I'm just keep going. Were they a single calorie? It's like Tic Tacs. Oh, oh Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs were like oh, great yeah. packaging. Great packaging. Yeah, it was like, these are also for your breath, but you know what? The chances of me having a container of Tic Tacs that made it from the grocery store parking lot to the inside of our house, zero. You know, like, all those Tic Tacs are gone. Listerine has zero calories. Zero calories? No calories It's a all. perfect food. It's a, you could eat them all day and, you can, and literally have nothing happen. Nothing. <laughs> I mean... Except for fresh breath. <laughs> you might you might even lose weight on swallowing, okay? <laughs> it's quite the exercise. Quite the exercise. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, yeah, we, we man. We was the was there something ulterior motive gums that you oh, had something? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's okay. end on that. All right. We'll end, on, end that. on the ulterior motive gum. So my original our ulterior motives when it came to gum were just collecting them. Yeah. Uh, pretending as if I still needed some when I didn't, just to you know, hoard more. Right, right. <laughs> One does. Mom and dad aren't even noticing. Don't even know. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What are they out like? like Three seventy-five right now. <laughs> wow. So much gum. Uh, if I recall, you could also get five for a dollar, which was a real. It was. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. They used. Yeah. That's anyway. How they get you. <clears throat> that's how they get you. No, that's how you get them, man. True. Coming True. back that's at a them. Good point. That's <laughs> less than a nickel a stick. They're profiting. I, I bet they're losing money on <laughs> this. <laughs> Oh man! So, um, are you familiar with the store Spencer's Gifts? <laughs> yup. Yeah. I've been to a mall once. <laughs> I, remember, I know everyone's been to Spencer's <clears throat> Gifts. So, <clears throat> one of the best purchases I ever made at Spencer's Gifts was um, a shock pen. Oh yes. Yeah, you remember these? I do. Uh, you'd like go to click it and it would shock you. Yeah, super fun, super duper fun object to own, especially at school where people sometimes ask you to actually borrow pens. <laughs> and like, boy, are they in for it? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I got I got a guy in Latin class so bad one time. He was so mad. He was like, I can't feel my arm, Carl. And I was just like, I literally, I because I just played with it in class all the time. I would just sit there and zap myself yeah, like nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I just like held it up and was just like, and he was just like, it was like, yeah. What's your problem, dude? Shut up. Uh, he was. So, I did not. I, was, I really did not like that person, and so it was like so fun that he got. It. He got, got. He got. Got so bad. Got. 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 You got. Got. Anyway. So <laughs> you're. That's like a real. I. I think you've seen the Princess Bride, but that's like real Princess Bride energy. Oh. Where at one point in time he's like in like a poison drinking contest where the poison's in <clears> one <throat> cup and it's like, is it your cup or my cup? And where would you? Have I've put seen the cup this the scene. Yeah. yeah. It's like you have done <laughs> this exact thing in this situation, which is just grow acclimated to the poison. <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> It. Like I have no issues whatsoever yeah. either way. <laughs> no issues, dude. Like, yeah, like what you're complaining about, like, come on, like toughen up. Okay. Um, anyway, so in addition to selling shock pens, Spencer's gifts also sold shock, uh, bubble gum 
oh, thing. Dear. Like, which is not to say like when you chewed the gum, uh, it shocked you. That'd be well, that sounds wildly dangerous. Instead, the pack of gum itself was the prank. So, like, someone would say, oh, "You have a piece of gum," and you just hold out the pack of gum to them, and it would uh, have like a little, uh, you know, metal piece that looked like a foil piece of gum sticking out of it. And as they went to pull it, the act of pulling it would activate the shocker, and they would get zapped, zapped. Oh man, oh man, did I get some people with this one? And this one was worse than the pen. I'll tell you that. It, it, <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> The gum shocked way worse than the pen. And oh man, it was like, I do remember, yeah, it was, there, there was like, because people ask for gum all the time. And I do remember a period in my life where like I, like in high school, at one point was like, whenever I'm at the convenience store, I will literally buy gum, not for me, just so that when people ask for gum, I'll have it. And that'll be like my I- distinguishing factor. <laughs> <laughs> people will know I have gum. You guys got gum. <laughs> Jonathan always says gum, but he's always so he's always so open with it. Like he could he could just chew it all himself, and yet he chooses to give it to me. I was like, little do you know, I didn't buy it for myself at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I realized that uh, the same would work if you had the fake gum, and boy, boy, were people unhappy with that. But it was hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. So that was my ulterior motive: uh, shock gum. Right. Yeah. So you built yeah. up a brand as being the guy who has gum, and, <laughs> and, then- <laughs> and then pulled the whole switcheroo. <laughs> Psych, man! Who would have known how many ways in which I thought gum might be a distinguishing thing <laughs> across my life? <laughs> Apparently, it's been very impactful. The marketing is very successful. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're curious to know your stories about gum. Do you chew it to this day? Do you have a favorite flavor? What do you think of root stripe? Is it amazing or not? Nah? It's terrible. Anyway, we want all your thoughts down below. Uh, but otherwise, until next time, bye. <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody to After the Final Pop, where as always we have to thank you so much for your support over here on Patreon. Thank you guys so very, very much for all of your continued support. You could give yourself the final pop. Uh self five. Well done. Boom. Self five. You oh. can give your that was me giving myself a self five, but you could do it for yourself as well. And it would even work. And it would, unless yeah. you're bad at clapping, in which case, well. <laughs> Probably been a long life. <laughs> anyway, so um, in this week's episode of After the Funnel Pop, mm. um, there's a question that I'm curious to ask you about, which is that when we were at RTX a couple weeks ago, yeah, we uh, met a uh, member of the SCB viewing audience. That we did. We met a few of them. We did indeed. It was very fun, very exciting. It was honestly incredibly heartwarming to uh, to to see people IRL. That's like one of the one of the cool parts about doing something that's otherwise so distance based. Yeah, and we got the the ability to do that. Um, one of the people that we met um, was working on a project where they were folding one thousand origami cranes. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, part of that objective was they were having uh, 1,000 different people write down a wish of theirs on a slip of paper yeah. that would then be like a part of um, the crane folding process. And I thought this was really just like clever and original and like neat. But the idea is that usually like you, if you fold 1,000 paper cranes, you will have a wish come true. And uh, this person's thing was once all of their... Uh, cranes were made, then all of the wishes written on those cranes would then come true for all the people. That would be her wish, that all the wishes written would be... Exactly. And I was like... Granted. That is just amazing and awesome. Yes. Like the coolest way to wish for more wishes because they are like for others. Others. 
so are just a really cool project. But I know that you and I both wrote down um, our respective wishes. And uh, I know that you wrote a note in the uh, show notes, which I did not realize in the moment, which was that you had no idea what to write. Oh, my for gosh. Your wish. I know. I was just like, yeah, we were just we were talking to this person and they you know, we're like, oh, so my idea is it just write down a wish and then, you know, I'll fold it on the paper. It was like, like suddenly I felt like so on the spot to like have a, a good wish prepared for the scenario it, or it, whatever. No, it's interesting because yeah, like when you're, when you're younger and you're like, oh, if I met the genie, you know, from like Aladdin and I had my three wishes, I would wish for, you know, riches or yeah. like that action figure I always wanted or right. uh, first yeah, edition a Charizard. House or yeah. A car. yeah, you'd, yeah, it's like very like material kind of things or something and there's like this added layer to it that's like i'm gonna write it down and then hand it back to this person and this person like is clearly a very big like fan of mine and like like is enjoys the what we make on super carl and brothers and like respects me as a person i think so uh whatever i write down needs to not shatter all of that <laughs> <laughs> no pressure Cannot, don't want to ruin this moment for them by revealing some sort of deep seated materialism or something sure 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 or, I want a boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, a really really big one too I know, I know so like I was like so struggling in the moment because it's like like simultaneously like trying to write down something that's like 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 you know me as an entertainer so like do I want my wish to be like sort of in that vein like this is like th- I wrote down something that will entertain you as you read it which will be about three seconds from now <laughs> right when I hand or you back my when I hand paper. it back for it at which point though I'll have to be present for your entertainment so I need it to be good and if it's going to be entertaining you're going to read it out loud so it has to be good enough that everyone here is going to think it's entertaining or funny or something you had a lot of pressure put on yourself it was and at the same time it was like it's also kind of like but if I'm not going to go that route and I'm like trying to if this seems like a more heartfelt situation like then I need to write down like maybe a more like meaningful kind of wish and then it's like but then like what if it's like embarrassingly like meaningful or like too sentimental it's like suddenly like an extremely personal question it, well, all it, of a sudden I'm like I don't feel like it has to be personal because clearly that's not the point of this she's not trying to like trick me into like revealing a secret or something so um, maybe I should just go down the funny route but then I, that's like I went through that cycle like a hundred times in my brain like what am I gonna write down and then I couldn't I couldn't I also could not think of an answer to either of them oh my god I was like not even like well I could write this funny thing but is that like you know is is that gonna work or or I could write this like sentimental like real wish sort of thing and like I didn't have I didn't have an answer in either direction and I felt so stupid because you and Beth and Alice were all just like yeah blah, 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 here you go and I was like man <laughs> what'd you write what'd you write <laughs> was, your, was it funny <laughs> can I copy your work yeah yeah no i know what you mean uh this is i mean it's it, it, it was it was surprisingly and i was almost very happy because i was sitting there and i was like what would be good and um the uh, so like i think i had i had something that felt like it, it was a, a proper fit can, can i tell you what my wish was uh, for, for sure please do have you been wanting to know this whole time no i mean i it's not i do want to know yes okay so i i went with uh to voice a pixar character to voice a pixar character yes, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's better. That's like, that's very on brand. It's realistic. It's 
Uh, it could be funny. It's yeah, that, that was a good one. That was right. That was exactly what I was searching for. <laughs> the sweet spot. That was the sweet spot. You nailed it. <laughs> ten out of ten. So did did you? Did, I'm really curious if you went super like existential <laughs> with it. <laughs> I didn't. I ended up just going like, just like very, I felt like I just, at some point I was like, I got to get out of this situation. <laughs> I can't think of a wish. I was just like, I wrote down just the most basic boring thing. I was just like, uh, like, I think I wrote down like health and security and was like, here you go. Oh. So that was my, that was my very just like, okay, there's my wish. You're right. You got it. Good. Cool. This is um, as safe as it gets. <laughs> no one can interpret this poorly. <laughs> I just hope Venus gets to live the life it wants. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should like. I'm immediately like. Now that I've had some time, I could have just. I feel like I should have just gone for the funny. <laughs> just been like a boat or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't know what to write for the wish, but I feel like this happens to me all the time. Where suddenly someone would just be like, "Yeah, like what's your like what's your favorite song?" And I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so stumped. I have no idea. I've never even thought about music. What is oh, my favorite song? Jeez." <sighs> um, and then like I won't have an answer. Like I would just sort of spiral. Like I feel like I on 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 the other hand though, like for certain questions like this that we've been hit with a bunch of times, like I've got like a ready to go answer that like I know is like. Like, um, like, like if you ask me, like, who's your favorite Harry Potter character? Like, I have a good answer for that, which is like as true as it is entertaining to be the answer. And who is your answer? Well, I, I normally go with either Hagrid or Dobby or Lupin. Okay. And those are all like, they're like, no one wants you to say, like, no one wants you to say like Harry. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite character is the main character. Yeah. No one wants you to say Harry. That's like, that's a bad answer. (laughs) But also probably true for most people. But right. Yeah. But like, let me ask you something. Who died for everyone else and then came back and killed Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was Harry. <laughs> Dobby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he just died, Ben. I know. He I'm just still, died. I'm still alive. Which is right. a great answer. Everyone loves Dobby, but he's like a, like everyone like no one has forgotten Dobby, but he's like a minorly forgotten character. Sure. Oh, also Lockhart's a great answer for this because no one thinks you're gonna say Lockhart, but he's so stupid that he's like fun to hate, you know? Oh yeah, but not in the same really way that one. Umbridge is. Like, yeah. yeah, like Professor yeah. Umbridge is my favorite well, character. Certainly you can't say Umbridge is your favorite character. That's yeah. like she's like just so so hated um in like uh and like like there how many villains like you also probably couldn't say Voldemort's your favorite character no that would yeah, be no good you, you might be able to get away with like a Lucius Malfoy as like your favorite because he's just like such a idiot <laughs> or Potter, Potter. Yeah. it's like dude maybe you have better things to do with your time than like bully a 12 year old right maybe maybe yeah. just contemplate that for one hot second think about so that. anyway but yeah so the the favorite song one I remember uh when we when I was taking one of my college classes I can't even remember what it was maybe like leadership or something like that but like um one of the professors like his big thing was that he required you to come to a 15 minute um office hours visit basically on the premise of like he was like i I was teaching for years and i would get to the end of the year and students would not do well and i would be like well why didn't you come to my office hours and they were like i don't know where your office is and he was like well we got to fix that so like like the first week in the first week of classes you you had to go you had to make an appointment. That's cool. You had to go and talk with them and you had to fill out like a note card about like certain aspects of like who you are, like what year you're in, what you're aspiring to be, like that type of stuff. And then his last question was always, what is your favorite song? Mm. 
And I remember thinking like, okay, this is like a college professor. And it's like, it's like, I want to come across as like cool, but smart and interesting, but cultured, you know, like it was like, I was like, I like, like you're almost exactly like you were saying, there was like the person who was asking you the question for your wish came with like all of these, like, like aspects where it was like, I, I feel like my answer needs to be like correct for this person. Right. Like I'm you're not about, to. you couldn't write down like, oops, I did it again or something. Could you not? Or maybe you could. Maybe that, you is did. That, is, that, <laughs> is that not cultured? No, I mean, that, absolutely it would be. It, it feels yeah. it feels just like yogurt to me. Just like yogurt? Cultured. Oh. That's a bacteria <laughs> joke. Not a very good one. <laughs> no, no, you know what? It had layers. <laughs> it, had layers. <laughs> it was a slow burn. <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> anyway. That was a bacteria joke. <laughs> um, oh, so man. I... Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of something because like, you know, at the time, like, and this is, this is, I think part of what I, I've really been happy about, like going to like the, when we were young festival and stuff like that in Las <laughs> Vegas is just simply that like a lot of the bands that I liked growing up, I felt like I was constantly being told like, well, this isn't like real music or it's like super whiny or like, you know, like whatever it was like not taken seriously in the way that it like not even that I necessarily like wanted it to be like as we've said on so many occasions like music has never really been like our, our like our forte like mm. where we excel or anything yeah. and um I think like so like just getting to see all those bands sort of like put on prominence and like people actually being like excited to like go and see them and like regard them as like like a, like a like to die for type of show mm-hmm. it's like okay that makes me feel like a lot better but either way when i was in college that was not the case it was like i can't put like you know all the small things by blink 182 that was probably more of like the thing that i i would have to like rule out right as like a as like an available answer and so the one i ended up going with was like the last mango in paris by jimmy buffett wow okay um, that is definitely a different kind of decision a yeah. different kind of decision yeah it was like it was like and, and i think even this is like where like i was like so unaware and to this day i think i, I constantly am as well but it's like i was like i don't even know if i really know what would properly demonstrate my personality mm-hmm. with only one piece of it right you know, because it's like it could just as easily be a song by you know, like 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 Last Man on Paris or something like that, like more off the beaten path, like not even like one of Jimmy Buffett's like the most radio known songs right. ever. You know, it's sort of like okay, so like if you know who Jimmy Buffett is, then you might you might know this because you're like a yeah, a fan. you're like a layer deep. You're a layer deep at least. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's not like a, a totally off the beaten tracks. Um, or a beaten path uh, example, but but you would need to know just a little bit to know. Uh, and otherwise, I was like, well, I don't want to be like pigeonholed if you think that I'm like, like you know, the moody teenager that I definitely am. Um, right, who's know. really into beach music. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it was just, it, it's so it's so strange because it is, it's like, it's like, it's hard for, like, I feel like you're going to have one impression of me and that impression is going to be based off of this song. Yeah, none so, of the other answers. Clearly this last question is where it's all coming from. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you're going to learn the most about me based on this. Last Mango in Paris, that's a dangerous answer because it, like, Last Mango in Paris is very definitely a play on the phrase the last tango in Paris. Okay. Which then makes you, makes you possibly need to know the reference as well. I guess that's true. Which I wouldn't even necessarily say that, like, I know this reference. Right. uh, Specifically, I just like the Last Mango in Paris. Right, yeah. I just think it's a catchy song. I agree. It's a good song. Yeah. No doubt. So, what would you say? What would you... What would would I say is my favorite song? Yeah. Yeah, right. This is the exact problem. It's like, this is what happens to me. Appease everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's not that I'm trying to appease everyone. It's like, I don't really have a favorite 
song, I don't think. Okay. But this is what happens. I'll be like, I don't have a favorite song. And then I'll find, I'll find myself needing to defend that position. Sure. That like it's too difficult to have a favorite song or it changes or it depends on the mood. And then it answers and it's like, and then I don't have... Uh, and then the ultimate answer is that you end up just sort of explaining a bunch of blah that doesn't mean anything or reveal anything about you at all. And that's worse than having given an answer and like colored in some of your personality for the person. Here's the thing. So, here's the thing. Like, which I, is what I'm doing right now. Look, I still haven't answered. You still haven't answered. But that's the thing is like, I don't even, like, I don't always know if it's possible. Or I don't know. Like, like even if this is going to be a bad example, but like, um, our trainer, Gabriel, uh, for example, uh, when he got married, he got a wedding band that has what's called knurling around the edges. Mm-hmm. And knurling is like the textured surface <clears throat> that uh, they apply to weightlifting bars so that you can like apply grip. And it is like a kind of like a um, carved in d- diagonal repeating pattern that is just like, like, like it works and it's not yeah. so sharp that like it cuts your hands, but like is enough. Like you're not going to like, like, like it's not going to like slip gonna out slip. of it. Yeah. Um, so it like, pro- it provides like a lot of functions. And so like him getting that knurling wedding band as like our trainer and somebody who's like got like a, like an absolute like affinity for like fitness and stuff like that. I'm like, gosh, what an absolutely perfect and representative thing for Gabriel to have. And yet I also feel like I was like, it's like, you might look at me and be like, well, Ben really likes fitness. And like, this is like an aspect of his life. And so like maybe a knurling, uh, wedding band would be fitting for him. And I'm like, it's not though. Like, look, I think it's perfect. Like, right. For, like for Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, yes, that fits him so well. That is like the exact right thing for him. But like, when I think about it, like, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's all, it's all relative perspective wise. Like if I am like more into fitness than you are into fitness, then you might think like, yeah, he's like a big fitness person. Like it's a huge aspect of his personality. And like, it is an aspect of my personality, but like not such that I'd be able to like represent something wholly in that same way. Right. And that's where it's like, I can't decide. Like I couldn't, I could like, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's hard to pick like, what's your favorite song? I know. Okay. So this is a song that I've been listening to a bunch lately. It is, um, come with me now by Congos. I think is okay. the correct come answer. With me now. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I love that song. It's so awesome. But see, like even, even that answer, like I do love that song and I listen to it a lot. And like when I go on Spotify, sometimes I'll go to come with me now radio and I love all the music on there. Okay. And it's like, that is, I really enjoy that one. It's got like rock accordion in it. It's like really quirky, got extra sound in there. Um, but like, if I were to tell you that you might think that, oh, you're like a big fan of Congos or something. Right. And I'm like, like, mm, nope. <laughs> uh, like, which is not to say, no, I'm not. I bet I would like their other music. But if you think I know anyone in the band's name or can name a single other song they've done, you'd be dead wrong about that. Right. So it's like, invi- it feels like I'm stepping into a trap for a further conversation. Like there's a risk that someone else knows this song, which probably they do because it's pretty popular. And, uh, once they do, they might have follow-up questions because they're the kind of person who cared about what my favorite song was and they might be more educated about music and about to reveal that I don't know anything about music. Right. Other than like, when this song is on, I feel pumped up and it's fun and cool and that's what I like about it. But I don't know anything else about the band. It's just fun when this sound is happening around me. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean and that that's that's like part of the issue. So another one of the things that I, we, Alice and I over the weekend were, um, we I forget what, what we were what we were doing that night. We, we may have been playing the newest Zelda game, and and we had like gotten to a point in the night where we're like, well, we're not quite ready to go to bed, but we're maybe like done playing the game for the night, and like want to like wind down. And Alice was like, I'm just gonna find something random to watch on. <coughs> 
one of the streaming services. And what she came across, and I thought it was so ridiculously interesting, was like an Imagine Dragons live at concert. Not live at concert, but like like Imagine Dragons like at concert. Yeah. Um, like documentary, uh-huh. if you will. Um, and basically like it was it was like their Las Vegas performance of one of their tour shows okay and like all the the accompanying things and imagine dragons is really interesting to me because typically i tend to like a lot of imagine dragon songs um and it was always like one of those things where i think at some point along the way i was like i actually downloaded an entire imagine dragons album and like listened to it start to finish like every single song boom on the album and i was like this is pretty cool and then i started to realize that like imagine dragons like almost was like garnering this reputation as like the new nickelback where it was like all of their music kind of sounds like the same or like maybe it's not like properly like experimental or like you know venturing (laughs) yeah right for for some reason it has this weird association with people like oh imagine dragons okay right but like it was really interesting to me to to get like a glimpse into what these guys were like because they were performing in las vegas and they're like a Las Vegas based band. So like, they're like, they attribute a huge amount of like their entire band culture to having been raised in Las Vegas specifically okay. in like showmanship and like sort of like the, the lights, the glitz, the glam, the fireworks, the, you know, like explosions, right. like all that type of stuff. So like their shows are like very theatrical, like right. over the top and everything. And like, you get to know like the lead singer and it's just like, man, this guy's like, really interesting and like like he's done like a whole bunch of like wild stuff and he's just clearly like obsessed with music and very driven and like his whole thing is that he like draws x's onto his hands before he gets on stage because he's like like i guess like straight edge or something so like he doesn't like drink alcohol or do drugs or like any of those types of things and it's just like man i'm learning so much about this band all of a sudden i'm like i'm i feel like i kind of like them right yeah they're they're, they're pretty cool (laughs) and like so then like the next day i'm like on reddit i'm like why do people not like imagine dragons and it was like it was even funny because like nobody could ever really give an answer like there isn't at least as far as I could tell, it was like, they didn't seem to be like an obvious answer. It was just sort of people being, but there were results out there. Like it's there, like, there was like a known, this is like a known opinion. And the, the closest thing was just largely that like people will choose something that is popular to not like just hard stop. That, yeah, basically. And and I think that like largely it's sort of like the, 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 the final consensus is that it's like, it's like music that finds its way onto the radio it's very over like overplayed so like everybody's just heard it like a million times and and i feel like that's like the closest argument you can make right like it and nickelback like remember that's like the photograph like yeah look at this yeah absolutely you know it's just like it's like an earworm immediately but the first time you heard it it was catchy right away yeah and i think that that's like what they're able to yeah there's a certain thing about like that there's like a a genre of music too i think like that follows in that like punk rock pop category yeah that these do where like part of the culture is that it's like alternate to popular music uh-huh. but like inevitably there's a most popular version there's of like a it. most popular band out there which makes its way to the mainstream and like even though they were like the best at being alternative which is what make them which is what made them popular now they have like 
like become like an oxymoron or something like a paradox of themselves this was so <coughs> when we, we went to the festival last year one of the bands that i ended up getting to see because avril Lavigne didn't perform was all american rejects yeah and they they were this band in like the late 2000s oh, okay like they had a whole bunch of songs their name is so perfect for it i know i know <laughs> they're it like is. yeah we get it but like you know they were all <coughs> up there they were all dressed as elvis different elvises <laughs> so like each person on stage they were like they were just so entertaining top to bottom but they were also incredibly self-aware they were like you didn't like us when we were on the radio back in 2009 but you're here now and we love you for that it was just like you know it was like it's so funny that they know that even amongst this group of bands like where they are amongst like all of their peers it's like they at one point in time had effectively risen to you know essentially the top of of like broad sped broad spread like acceptance you know of their music for alternative music and um as a result it was like we were almost too popular to be here even though we were literally just doing what everybody else here was also attempting to do probably on some level all right that's the thing is that the other bands are trying to do the same thing like right who who is going to be like no 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 i only want like the correct audience not the like not as many people as possible to enjoy my music right um like that would feel like a like a strange take on the approach but i guess now that i say it it doesn't feel like it completely impossible that somebody would hold that perspective i guess so that you're making your music maybe like for a specific audience but typically you want as many people who want to enjoy it to be able to enjoy it right you don't want to like gatekeep your own your own show right yeah yeah yeah. well this is this is sort of like the like there's that that scene in name of the wind where Kroth goes up on stage and he like plays the simplest song in the world but makes it look impossible yeah and all the musicians know yeah and they're like like you know like what he's playing is incredibly simple like it's like this is not a challenging song he's making it look hard but it's not hard that's the joke and then (laughs) and then he flips it around and he plays the incredibly difficult song that only like a handful of musicians could play and he makes it look like he's just like like bored out of his mind and they're like how on earth is he pulling this off right now while looking so bored because this is like an incredibly difficult song to play right and i i feel like he even like he says like you know the the people that like cheered were like his people, the musicians or whatever. And it's like, I guess, I guess probably on some level quote would, would be like, I only want my, my audience. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. So yeah, to use, to use him as the, the broad spread example. All right. Anyway, well, there you go. Oh, well, oh, go ahead. Question of the day. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Yeah. Let us know what's your favorite song. Need to say a lot about you. It'll, probably. We'll probably learn so much about you. That's how we'll define you forever. Right. Right. I wonder if I wonder if like there will be a game or it's like tell me one song tell me your favorite song that would tell me nothing about you and then three more songs that would clarify everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I rem- I think the second YouTube video I ever made maybe on the John Carlin channel was about basically this exact like phenomenon though where like by where like it was um like the how you handle like being the passenger in a car and someone's like, here, you can choose the music, like pick whatever you want or whatever. Uh-huh. Like they hand you the iPad and it's like, well, whatever I pick is going to say like a lot about me, even though every song on here clearly is chosen by the person driving. Right. So it's like, I don't know what to pick. So I'll just like, I, my answer to this was always to try and find like something funny to play. Okay. And then be like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, it's a laugh. It doesn't really say anything about me. I'm just trying to make you laugh. And that's, that's what it says. <laughs> kind of thing. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate humor. Yeah. You right. appreciate Ex- humor. Exactly. You have this song on here. So let's have a, let's have a laugh and you don't need to 
dive into my musical preferences at all. Do you? I wonder if that means that you feel like your actual musical preferences could make you incredibly vulnerable. Oh, for sure it does. Yeah. yeah. Which is to say, but also because like I feel like I just don't really have like a ton of musical preferences for the most part or like there's just like i don't know for a long time like i did i I mean i still do i love like jimmy buffett music and like beach music in general that's a whole that's a whole vibe i'm into um i will say interestingly so i was talking about uh, congos earlier and uh one of the playlists i found for that was like awesome like i remember i was going through it it's just like in the last month or something i was like i haven't heard some of these songs but i love them all they are so good and uh one of the songs on there was uh royals by lord yeah yeah, yeah i'm sure i'm sure exactly exactly super duper popular song um but so I went through and I, the playlist was like disappointingly only like eight songs long. So I finished it pretty quickly. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to choose a different song on here and go ahead and like um, see if you know what, what Spotify comes up with for the this song sure. in the same genre. And like on that same playlist was Royals again. And I was like, all right. Uh, and then like it's been this funny thing where this song is like the through line is the through line like in this weird it's like i've discovered it Interesting. you know i'm like i did not know this about this song but this song is like the the uh, yeah like the through line for this kind of music like like uh which i guess is like 2010s alt rock is <laughs> basically i'm discovering i'm into 2010 alt rock so yeah uh, it's yeah. like it's like if you have if like all of all spot or, or of all playlists are just like a gigantic web of like overlapping Venn diagrams, basically, where it's like, it's like technically if you like this band and this band and this band and this band and this band, then what you end up with is, you know, like, are these, these are all overlapping circles, but there has to be the one thing that's at the center of everything. Yeah. It's like the touchstone. Yeah. And that must be Lord. Is is Royals by Lord. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) But eventually I looked up, I was like, well, let me go on to Lord radio. And it was like, yep. Nope. Still good. Still Still liking all this stuff. Who would have thought? <laughs> Strangely, I actually have had this exact same phenomenon where, yeah. I, where after after when we were young, I started listening to All American Rejects radio on Spotify and found that it was the Blink-182 uh, playlist on Spotify that I wanted. Yeah. But like the overlapping circles with Blink-182 would sometimes take me out of the water I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. But All American Rejects would include all the Blink-182 things that I wanted and then just other stuff too. Oh, okay. And so it was like, it was like Blink-182 must share circles with stuff that I that might be like, what I don't want. Right. But all American rejects includes blink 182, but not those things. Right. Like it's, it's maybe I'm like more towards the center of like mainstream. Yeah. Less towards the peripherals of punk. Nice. Um, but anyway, that would be my best interpretation of how that played out. Anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for your support over here on Patreon. until next time. Bye. Popcorn culture is supported by Shopify. If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas 
prices and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users regardless of technical expertise to create and customize their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by June's Journey. Okay, so y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen, being like, hey, you know, you know. Well, despite these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's Journey takes this concept to a whole new level. With a murder mystery backstory, you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate, then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience. Download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code MAXPOOL. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. And welcome, everybody, to After the Final Pop, where, as always, we have to thank you so much for your support over here on Patreon. Thank you so much, as ever. It is truly deeply appreciated. I thought you were going to you... go into that Savage Garden song, truly, madly, deeply. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't think so. Surely it's in there somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for your support over here. Is that, is that the right beat? I don't think so. 
Maybe. This is different song altogether. <laughs> we are not good at music. Mm-mm-mm. You want to be in a band? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I know which song you're singing though. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Dude, this was kind of interesting. So we we have been, we've done the segment a handful of times where we do like the the random one word yeah. topic, and mm. so you know sometimes you just try to like go up and like ask somebody in the office, or sometimes we'll ask our like significant others, and we'll just be like, hey, like what's a good random word that we can talk about? And, <coughs> yeah, you know, they'll be like, hey, bubble gum, and we'll talk about bubble gum. Yeah. Um, going into today's episode of the pop, I saw that we had listed the like random one word topic. We didn't have a word next to it, so I was like, oh, I'll go to like ChatGPT and I'll see like if it can just give me like a random proper yeah. noun. And what was really interesting about it is I was like, all right, random proper noun and go. And the thing it spat back at me was Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's incredibly interesting because I feel like that on numerous occasions recently, I have like expressed my interest in like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. You have, yes. It is like one of these places that like um, it's, I, I, I read a book called like What Doesn't Kill Us and it's all about the like Wim Hof method of like existence, which is sort of like the whole like ice baths, you know, sort of, you know, like yeah. way of, of like almost like, like biohacking your brain or something like that. I don't know. Um, but one of the things that they did as like their, their like graduation from like the Wim Hof school of toughness, I don't know, um, was hiking Kilimanjaro, uh, like shirtless or something, which, you know, in Africa being shirtless probably doesn't seem that bad until you realize the top of the mountain is like snow capped and super high, very, very cold and such. Yeah. And I think they did it in like 27 hours or it was like a really fast, like up down, you up know, down, up down the whole thing. So anyway, Mount Kilimanjaro has been on my list and I was like, that's so interesting, but it's also like, I feel like it's almost a bad version of this, uh, because it's not that random. It's not that random. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, that would mean, that would just be like me being like, oh, let me just talk about something on my bucket list. And so I was like, I'll, I'll just try again. You try know, again. What, like, you know, ChatGPT, we'll let that one go. The next one that pops up is Machu Picchu. Machu which Picchu. Is also on my bucket list. Why is it like, yeah, giving you these like high elevation places? I have no idea. And yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. So Machu Picchu also. Machu Picchu. Yeah. That's like, that's such a fun one. I feel like to do because it's so attainable they just bring you to the top yeah essentially yeah like i mean you can you can go um and like literally like you know you can have folks help you carry like whatever equipment you need up to the you know and and have like the whole experience if you've never seen pictures of machu picchu it's absolutely beautiful i believe it's in peru yeah um and yeah it's it's just been like one of those things that like for years and years and and it's not even like you know um it's an extraordinary place to go, but it's also like one of those, like, I think somewhat common, like kind of like a Groupon type of like the experience where you can mm-hmm. do like an all in one, you know, like travel to Machu Picchu, airfare, hotels and, right. you know, yeah. like excursions included. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's that's like one of those things. But anyway, so I was like, OK, that's kind of interesting. But again, you know, it's like this is something I probably like it just not that random to me. It's like it's kind of on my list. So then I asked it again for a third proper noun and it gave me the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. And I was like, goodness gracious, that is also, it's it's not on my bucket list still because I went there you went and there. it was on my bucket list. Wow. And I'm like, what is up with the fact, like, I was like, this is this is just like nailing, like, like it's not random enough for me. And I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how, it's like. It's surprising that it came, yeah, it's like proper nouns. It could have just been like, Jeff. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, it could have just, <laughs> he could have just named or like, you know, George Washington. Yeah. You know, or George Washington. Abraham, Abe Lincoln. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh, how perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, I got so much to say. <laughs> His, what a random topic. <laughs> his favorite beverage is, is t- tap water. Let's see. I wonder. So I wonder if I do it, if it'll give me like something related to myself. And then it's like, wow, is it, is it actually random or is it, 
Um, right. But, I mean, and that's the thing in like today's world, too. I feel like, you know, if you breathe about like a brand um, yeah. you know, or, or pass a store that's like that has like Patagonia in the in the window or something, it feels like within 37 seconds, you will start getting fed ads for Patagonia jackets. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like, how did you know? OK, so you just said, can you give me a random proper noun? OK, can you give me a random proper noun. What do you get? Let's see. Sapphire Falls is a random proper noun. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. Wow. It sounds like somewhere you could visit inside of like a like a Pokemon video game. It's like, head on down to Sapphire Falls and see if you can figure out the weird thing that's happening. It does sound like a Pokemon location. Yeah. yeah welcome to Sapphire Falls. Um. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it sounds like. I imagine this is actually some sort of waterfall and not some sort of place where it's like raining rocks on you or something. I suspected that's yeah. likely the case. Yeah, I agree. But no, I, let's now look I'm, up Sapphire Falls. Now I'm interested. I think I think Articudo is hi- hiding behind the falls themselves. This, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Down in the Seafoam Islands. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. So, Sapphire falls where where is it where in the world is sapphire falls don't allow let's see sapphire falls resort universal orlando universal is it just a resort is it it says low sapphire falls resort at universal orlando an island escape well 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 maybe it's just but it's not i don't think it's like a um disney thing this is definitely the thing that's coming up the most sapphire falls resort it's Universal's Lowe's Sapphire Falls Resort. What? It's not like a place. That seems so so much like a bummer. I mean, like, it, I mean, it is a place, but it's like, it's not like uh, an epic waterfall. It's just some resort. <laughs> I'm so disappointed by this, boy. Also, this is uh, uh, not for nothing. But uh, we are like DVC members, so. Like the odds of me staying in Orlando, Florida at a resort that doesn't fall under the DVC banner is zero. Yeah, so right, right. Lest lest Universal flies us out and keeps us at this place that like what a, what a place I'm just not going to visit. Yeah, yeah. You know? Unfortunately, which which is probably I'm sure somebody listening before is like, dude, I've stayed at Sapphire Falls before. That place is amazing. I mean, it looks like it looks like it'd be a, a nice enough place to stay, but it doesn't look like what I was imagining was a place in a secluded jungle that was uh, this really cool waterfall where the water is as blue as if you went to like a, a tropical island, but you're in the middle of a jungle and you're like, wow, is it so blue in the middle of the jungle? It's like sapphires. That's what I was imagining. Yeah, no, that or yeah. or some version <laughs> of like, I know when I was in New Zealand, um, like a lot of the water like <coughs> literally comes across as this like crystalline blue color. Yeah, yeah. It's like extremely gorgeous, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's like more like in mountainous regions. And I think it's because of like glacial melt or something sure, like that. Yeah. And yeah, so like I could almost even imagine a world where it's like it's like a tropical location that happens to have like a snow-capped mountain up above it, and the snow melt that comes down is this particular like kind of like extremely like it's like despite the fact you're in like a blistering hot jungle, right. it's like it's like ice cold water. It's you like, know, wow, how refreshing and beautiful. Yes, yes. Is exactly. that a tiger? 
Is that a type? It could be. Yeah, could maybe. Be. Yeah, a little um, jungle. Where is Jumanji supposed to be? Speaking of, welcome to Jumanji, man. If there is a better bit than the NPC <laughs> at the beginning of the live action uh, Jumanji movie, I can't name it. You're asking um, where was Jumanji shot, or where is it supposed to be? No. So like when he goes when uh, when the Robin Williams <clears throat> as a, as a young lad goes into the the board game of Jumanji, where yeah. he then survives for essentially a lifetime inside of a jungle, so that he can return as a full grown. Robin Williams, yeah. you know, in the present, um, it, it seems like the kinds of dangers that he was like constantly like on the lookout for, it's like, would all of those same dangers exist inside of the same jungle like kind of place? Cause I think, I mean, I think the jungle he's trapped in is a fictional jungle. It's a fictional jungle altogether. Okay. Yeah. So he's not like trapped in, like, it's not like he just got sent to some other like real, you know, now that I say that out loud, I feel like I both simultaneously knew that he wasn't just like trapped inside of a jungle here on planet earth. Yeah. But, it's like, not like he's just in the Amazon. Yeah. But that's exactly. Exactly what I would have yeah. thought. Yeah, it's like, is he in the, Zam- like the Amazon or is he like in Africa somewhere? Like, no, he's you know, in the fictional jungle of the game for sure. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not like, oh, there's, uh, you know, look out for you know, like if you roll the the rhino thing it's not like all of a sudden there's a stampede of rhinos that was in africa and it's like whoop, now they're here <laughs> you know my favorite part about jumanji especially the sequel of it is that they went from a movie that like as a child basically terrified me i mean there's some scary effects in there yeah absolutely yeah. i mean now you know like i think when the floor becomes like quicksand, quicksand and he like kind of like melds into it and they have to roll the dice again and then it becomes like solid hardwood floors all of a sudden yeah it's just like gosh the the thought of being like trapped inside of like like a physical floor space uh like to where only your face is sticking out like it just seems like the absolute worst thing that could ever happen and then when they remade it i was kind of like a little hesitant to go see it because i was like i don't want to be scared again even though now i'm like a you know like 31 year old adult um you know still i think that i had i had this like like concern but then it ended up just being absolutely hilarious and and like a true delight of a movie so if you haven't seen jumanji go and check it out go do it i just looked up the the rhyme or the the Jumanji quicksand thing. It doesn't even seem like a, I feel like it's like, is it worded poorly? It says you better beware of the ground. Just watch for which sand where you stand on the floor is quicker than the quicksand. That doesn't sound like a rhyme at all. Huh? Yeah. It doesn't sound, I mean, it sounds familiar to me though, which kind of surprises me. I know you better beware of the ground. Just watch for which sand watch for which sand. I don't know for which sand you stand on. For which sand where you stand on, the floor is quicker than the quicksand. So it sounds like quicksand should rhyme with stand, but there's a comma after on. So I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, then he gets trapped in the floor and then the spiders come. The spiders, yes. He's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, not helping. Just a little piece of comic relief there. That's yeah. not the worst. That's not the worst. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that movie as a kid just absolutely plum scare, like t- terrified me. Yeah, but yeah, but, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know how we got there in the first place. Anyway, the the um, Sapphire Falls. Sapphire Falls. So the last the last word because I, I literally was going through this like chat GPT experiment and I was like, okay, so literally what you're doing is just naming <coughs> naming things on my bucket list presently. Chat GPT AI. Yeah. Um, so then I just asked it for a random word and got serendipity, which. Do you think it misunderstood you and gave you a word that means random? That was literally yeah. my question. And I was like, I'm like, am I just doing this wrong? Like, I, I, I'm breaking the, the artificial intelligence right now. It's just like, what do you want from me, Ben? Come on. Oh man. oh, man. I've tried to get it to like unscramble words before. Like, can you make a sentence out of this? And it'll be like, sure. And then it'll just use all the word, all the letters in the, the thing, but it'll use them as many times as it wants. And I'm like, no. You can only use each letter once. And like, no matter how I phrase it, it'll be like, 
You wanted a paragraph using just these letters? I'm like, no. Right. Or a yeah. lot of times I'll try and get it to draw um, Voldemort for various uh, thumbnail reasons or something like that. Yeah, for something to do with and Super Carlin Brothers. No matter what I tell it, it 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 cannot it cannot help but giving Voldemort a nose. And it's so annoying. <laughs> it's like, I will put like Voldemort without a nose standing in a kitchen. He has no nose. Voldemort has no nose, no nostrils. And then it'll be like big nose. And it'll be like, no, no, just I can't like, I don't know how else you want me to phrase it. No nose. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Maybe maybe the problem is that you're doubling and tripling down on it so much and all it's really taking away from it is just nose, 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 nose. That's exactly I know. It's, it's like, 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 uh, like so what's actually happening is you're trying to get it to not do something specific and what it's interpreting is the exact opposite. I know, it's so annoying. And then I'll have to go in and like Photoshop it afterward and give him the, the snake slits or whatever, yeah. which, you know, they still come out pretty good. So they do come out pretty know. good. They're yeah. pretty funny. The the in, in our <coughs> latest video we had uh like Voldemort as a train. Um, oh, that was annoying too because once upon when we were doing the step competition, um, to when we were doing like the the walk to the walk to Hogwarts or whatever, miles managed, miles managed, yeah, there was one of the one of the stopping points. We wanted to have a dragon in the air above a train, and so yeah, you know, you'd put in that prompt like a, a large dragon flying in the air above a train, and it was like I couldn't phrase it in such a way where ChatGPT didn't think or where Midjourney didn't think I meant. You want a dragon shaped train. The dragon and the train are one. Train that looks like a dragon. Yeah. Like no matter it was like, no, I want a dragon flying in the air above a train. And it's like why do you keep turning the train into the dragon? It was <laughs> it was so frustrating. And then I was like, oh look at this. Now I need it to morph two things into a train. And I bet it's going to be really annoying about this, too. And fortunately, it gave me some good options. But okay, I was going to say I was going to say but like, Voldemort still had a nose. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you should have just used the exact same trick against it. But yeah. this is probably one of those things while while it's as impressive or scary as uh, as AI can be at times. Where it's like, wow, how does it pull this off? It also feels like it's still like an infant in other ways where it's like, no, you don't understand what I'm know, asking like, of you. Listen to the words that I'm saying. Right, right. It's like, don't, don't you understand? And it's like, the answer is that, no, it it, it sort yeah. of understands. Yeah. It's getting there. It's like an extremely talented toddler who can understand like 50% of what you're saying. It's like, it's impressive. Like, like if I came home and Luke had drawn anything that, to like the caliber that like, you know, ChatGPT did, we'd be like, wow, it's really impressive that you drew um, that dragon-shaped train. It's not at all what I asked for. Right, 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 right. Son. It, do, it does feel a little bit like talking to a toddler. That's like, it's yeah. like, can you draw a whale and like draw like, like a really good wall? And you're like, well, I can see where you got confused mm -hmm. yeah. because whale and wall are not words that you probably use all that often so far in yeah. life. And, and they they do sound somewhat similar, but they're distinctly different. Distinctly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's a really beautiful picture of a wall. Great picture of a wall. Basically a rectangle. Basically a rectangle. <laughs> like, I don't know how you did it, but like top, top shelf wall. Yeah. Yeah. Top uh, shelf. Top shelf. Top shelf. Yeah. Not a wall with a shelf on it. Come on. You know, top shelf <laughs> is one of those words that I um, I was watching Welcome to Wrexham yesterday and they referred to something as top drawer. And I literally was like, I feel like I say top shelf a lot. And now I don't know drawer. whether or not it was supposed to be top drawer. Top drawer. But then like the person was also British and I was like, well, maybe maybe this is like one of those phrases like where it's like, you know, 
like there like there's there's reasons for both of it but then like top shelf i feel like also refers to like you know if you were at a bar like, yeah. like top shelf uh like like drinks or spirits are usually the ones that are like the like you know normally if you order like uh like depending on the establishment they will have like like basic mixing liquors that are not extremely high end um yeah. you know that they might make in your like vodka cranberry beverage or yeah. something unless you specify that you want like i can't even think of a, a high brand vodka tito's tito's sure yeah unless you specify tito's they're not going to give you tito's i don't think tito's is a high shelf gray goose great oh there you go there you go that he nailed it thank you that's it that's it that's the one i was looking for yeah um yeah my my uh my my depth 99 bananas oh no you went in the wrong direction <laughs> <laughs> just 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 plumb the wrong way banana the wrong way rather banana the wrong way <laughs> 99 oh, plums 99 plums boy that sounds like a weird liquor that sounds like sake or something like really cheap sake oh yeah maybe right so. isn't yeah. that isn't that plum I thought I thought it I thought sake was like rice rice, rice wine. wine. You're yeah. right. Why do I, why am I associating plums and sake? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. They, what, they, I feel like they can. They, I feel Nikolai. like a lie. <laughs> I feel like the, as humans, we've been able to alcoholify just about all <coughs> anything that has natural sugars. Yeah, basically. So certainly that there is a there is a beverage that comes from plums in particular. Yeah, is vodka potatoes? Yeah. That seems so odd to me. Yeah. Those things feel like on polar ends of the spectrum. Like I think of like vodka as like having this sort of like, like, I don't know, uh, like very clean, you know, uh, like, like almost like for some reason, like, like, like upscale association with it. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. then like potatoes feel like so like, like earthy and and ground and, right so and, common yeah common yeah. yeah like you know it feels like it feels You're like in this dirty but like warm you know like vodka feels like 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 cold or sterile or or something and mm-hmm. then like like potatoes feel like the opposite of right. that like wholesome right. and hearty right you dug up this like yeah, this like edible rock and you turned it into that yeah <laughs> yeah have you heard of people handing out potatoes at Halloween only just in the last week because yeah. I because yeah, I, I think it you up. brought yeah, it up okay. yeah so so somebody I've heard multiple people bring it up and this was like one of those things where I was like like you, it's it's sort of like you hearing about TikTok we talked about in today's main episode where yeah. where it's like is this like one of those like fads that's rolling through where somebody somewhere along the way was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand out like like candy or a potato and like you know as a young kid there's something about the fact that potato was like quite large and heavy and like you know yeah. it's like it's like. Oh, that's different, you know, like, and, and as such, there's like an appeal to it, but I wonder an appeal because potatoes are appeals, <laughs> hilarious. Um, but like, I almost wonder if this is the kind of thing where it's like, it can only work for as long as people have never heard of it because like you need to have the authentic experience of being like potato, potato, uh, like, all right. Right. Yeah. If it's like you come back in 2020, uh, four and all of a sudden like every other house just also has a bucket of potatoes it's like okay yeah we get it yeah, like you, did the, you did the thing you, right. uh, give yeah. me the candy right right yeah, yeah that's exactly it that, yeah. that's the other one too with my with the with the candy shoot that i was telling you about yeah there, there's sort of like a weird one um and and i've had such mixed results with with handing out candy for trick-or-treaters where um like i never know exactly what is the right amount ish to buy in terms of candy mm. and so i've had years where i've like run out and had to like shut my door and close like turn off the lights at which point kids still came up and knocked on the door you gotta put a sign out there man like, okay yeah apparently yeah. i didn't realize that i didn't yeah. hadn't read the the sign memo have you, yeah. do you have a sign ready like i'm not ready but like they're like i i the signal should be whether or not you have the light on or not yeah yeah that should tell kids but kids don't know i mean yeah we we ran out at some point and we had to like we shut the door and turn the lights off and everything and sure enough 10 minutes later we got all the ding-dongs and it was like okay 
not dealing with this sign. Yeah, we started <clears> giving out Uncrustables that particular year because oh, we had them in the freezer. Nice. We were just like, surely we have something we can give you. And I was like, here's a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's still frozen. Enjoy. Enjoy. It'll be nice and warm by the time you get back to your house. <laughs> Usually ready in five minutes. It's like the most yeah. glorious thing I about it. How do they thaw so fast? I have no idea, but, but it's only very one side of them. It's like the other side. Like one side's nice and soft, and the other side's like, why is this one kind of like rough? I sort of like, yeah, that's true. You yeah. are right. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like when the peanut butter is still like popsicleified. No, not me. Yeah, no, no, not into it. I'm, nope. Well, I, I like it personally. Um, You're wrong. Thanks. <laughs> what was I talking about? Something with candy. Anyway, I don't know. The shoots. The shoots. Yeah. Like, I wonder if the shoot is like, what, oh, because, because kids come <laughs> up and sometimes like they'll take like a fistful and I, like I'm never really like such a stooge that like I actually have an issue with it. My only concern is that I'm going to run out and not have candy for other kids and right. then feel like a stooge for not having candy. So it's right. like, I'm not upset with you for taking more than one piece. Like, I don't blame you at all. It's candy. It's fun. It's trick or treating. Like, right. you know, you enjoy the problem is like the other end. Like when, when I run out and then I have to just have some kids have no candy. Yeah. Um, and so what I like about the shoot though, is that it gives you the ability to basically be like, you know, yeah. hold your bucket out and you drop yeah. it through the shoot and like, then they get one piece. Then they get one piece. Yeah. Yeah. Was the shoot like a COVID solution? I believe it was. And now it's just like, actually, this is just better all around. But I, cause I think some stuff like that happened, though, like yeah. through the pandemic, where it's like we kind of like learned like new ways of doing things. And it was sort of like, oh, now that we're on the other side, it's like, you know, like like uh, companies like DoorDash, for example, I feel like like absolutely exploded during the pandemic because it was like, I will I still want to support like my local restaurants. Um, I still would like to eat something, you know, from my favorite restaurants. But, you know, like we can't go or they're not open or whatever. Would you um, have some like some like tricks you'd throw down? on the shoot oh like every once in a while every just, once in a while i'll be like this like is a li- tennis ball <laughs> like, a, like a live hamster <laughs> enjoy whoops yeah here, here's some bedding to go now with it. you own a pet <laughs> this was a bagged fish <laughs> <laughs> a ba- oh man <laughs> a bagged fish that's like the fair you know, know like the whole thing like you know you go and like throw the ring and then yeah, that that you want to know who that that gag works out the best for is the pet store because then yeah. everybody's parent shows up at the pet store and they're like, "Do you have like a one gallon fishbowl that I can buy?" My they're son like, "We was, sure do, losers." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thought you won, didn't you? Twelfth person today. <laughs> yep. Um, by the way, if you ever get one of those free goldfish, just for what it's worth, they they cost the pet store uh like approximately like three cents. Yeah. Um. So it is like if you've paid a dollar for to win one goldfish and you're like, wow, I just, I just came out on top. I just yeah. spent one dollar. It cost them three cents. That yeah. is, that is the associated markup. There is um, no way to basically come out on top on those like carnival games. No. Like yeah. even if you are an expert and get it in one, it's like, yeah, but, but then you just get whatever they give you. And the <clears> thing <throat> was, is that when I was a kid, there was nothing I coveted more than one of the giant stuffed animals. Yes. Like I wanted one of them so badly. And then I feel like I would go to amusement parks. I would see people walking around with it. I'm like, mom and dad, like, look, see, like they won one. And mom and dad's response was always, they pay people to walk around with them so that you believe you can win yeah. one. Yeah. And it's like, to this day, I have no idea whether or not that's true. No, that's true. That's true. That's that a is a thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. So they're that like, that is part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like you see them out in the wild and you're like, oh man. There is a fantastic Mark Rober video about exactly all of the like psychology and rip offedness of carnival games. Man. Well, yeah. You know, which way. is, which is like, it's like one of those things where like, uh, like to me, there's like a certain amount of like, and then you like walk past and you can feel like all superior, like <laughs> I know better than this. But then there's also like, like 
the fact that you're being taken advantage of doesn't mean the games themselves aren't fun that, <laughs> sometimes. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like I, I think that there's still like a little bit of a thrill to going and like e- even just like the rare occasions in life where you where it's like demonstrate an ability like, you know, inside of like a, a game sequence and win a prize. Like this is not something you like really encounter. I mean, people go in like like hordes to play trivia at like you know the local breweries and stuff where the prizes are like a $15 gift card right and I'm like like (laughs) there's like there's a hundred people here tonight all buying beer and the prize that they're giving you is a $15 gift card right like you spend $30 just being here exactly yeah yeah. all a hundred of you have spent $30 right on on your drinks and stuff it's sort of like like I it's it's always funny to me because I'm like you know this is this is a really what feels like potentially on the small side prize for the amount of gathering that has just come together. The the real prize was the game you played along the way though. Yeah. That is actually, you, I think in this particular yeah. case, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's like people just want to be able to go out and have fun at a crowded bar and yes. play a game. A central activity. Th- this was something that I used to throw parties all the time. And I feel like, uh, I like for a long time, my goal was to get as many people there as humanly possible. And yeah. it was sort of like, that's the sign of a good party. Like mm-hmm. put a bunch of people in the same house doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. But what I feel like I ultimately realized is that what people really want when they go to the party is something to do. Mm. And so it's like when it's like, it's almost just like way better to have like a smaller group of people and just have like an actual activity that you can engage in. Because like game night. Like game night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I've been trying to invite you over to game nights for years now. <laughs> Jeez, man. Man, you just named the time and place. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, like 1500 hours. Yeah. I'll clear with uh, Beth. Yeah. Seven hours from now. Yeah. IRL discussion with her and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, now, for game night, I can just, I have, I can, I'm sure I have full authority to just agree. To speak on Beth's behalf. She's yeah. in. She's yeah. in. We like game night. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much as always for your support over here on Patreon. Until next time. Bye. bye. Hey guys, it's us again from, hey. from the past or future or something. Time is always so wimbly wombly when it comes to recording schedules versus release schedules and all the rest. But uh, there you go, guys. That was three episodes of After the Final Pop. Can you believe we had so much to say about gum? Oh my gosh, the bubblegum one. (laughs) One of my favorite (laughs) ones we've ever done. We were just geeking. Oh my god. It was like one of my like favorite days of like popcorn culture history ever. And I remember I think that we had just uh, published the week prior an episode of After the Final Pop as like a fun like, hey, here's like, you know, if if you want like a sampling of like what this show is like here here's one of them and then the very next week we recorded basically my favorite one we ever had and i was just sort of like well we can't do it two weeks in a row man um so if anything i'm I'm mildly glad that that the gum episode finally gets to see the light light of day day. yeah of course of course so um anyway guys as ever thank you so much uh for for tuning into this week's episode of the pop if you have any feedback for us even if it's on the after the final pops you just listen to you can send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com but otherwise until next time pop pop